if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the third morning of the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2020. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I got to tell you. That speech, which I just tinkered around with a little bit, that speech was from the movie Rocky Balboa. I tinkered around and put it with the music from the original Rocky. Because everything that I just heard in that speech reminded me of Donald J. Trump. Everything that I heard 
Everything you just heard is embodied by the President of the United States of America. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Don't complain that you don't have what you want. Don't complain if you haven't achieved what you think you could. Don't complain and blame other people because you're not where you want to be. Cowards do that. And that's not our president. The president of the United States, who should be reelected for a second term in the Oval Office by the end of the day today, by midnight tonight, the president of the United States has taken more hits and kept moving forward than anybody I have ever seen in politics. No governor, no representative, no Congress member, no senator, no previous president has ever had to take the kinds of hits that this man has taken. And yet, he has kept moving forward. That's how winning is done. He hasn't complained. He hasn't blamed other people. Well, that's not true. He, ha- he has complained about some of those who are taking those cheap shots. And that's right to do so. He is right to do so, but he hasn't let it beat him down. He has taken those shots. He has taken those hits. He has taken a phony Russian collusion two-and-a-half-year hoax. He's taken that hit and kept moving forward. He took a phony impeachment scandal from Adam Schiff and the Democrats, and he kept moving forward. He has taken hit after hit after hit, and cheap shot after cheap shot after cheap shot from the mainstream media. No matter what he does, it isn't good enough. No matter what he does, it's an end to our republic as we know it. From the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from the Chicago Tribune, the San Francisco Chronicle, the Los Angeles Times, from NBC, from ABC, from CBS, from MSNBC, from CNN. He has taken hit after hit after hit, each one more crippling than the last, each one that would have crumpled a lesser man would have crumpled a lesser leader, would have knocked out a lesser politician. Donald Trump has taken all of them. If you thought the media was hard on George W. Bush, unfairly so, and they were. They were horrific. If you thought they treated Ronald Reagan unfairly, and they did, You have no idea when you compare that to what Donald J. Trump has endured. So when I see and I hear that clip from that movie, and it's one of my favorite in the Rocky franchise, 
It's one of my favorites. It's Rocky Balboa. When you hear those words of inspiration, and especially, like I said, when you break them up and you get maybe the most motivational, inspirational music score ever, when you listen to those, I, that's all I saw in my head when I heard Rocky telling his son, it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. President Trump has gotten hit time and time and time again. And he keeps moving forward. He held 14 events in the last 72 hours in 14 different cities. And I don't even know how many different states. He takes hits and he keeps marching inexorably forward. He's got more guts, more stamina, more fire in his belly, more of a passion for helping to save these United States of America than anybody I've ever seen. Probably that you have ever seen. He keeps moving forward. Today, my friends, it is our job to move forward for him. I don't care how long the line is. That's a hit. Take it and keep moving forward. I don't care how cold the air is. That's a hit. You take it and you keep moving forward. I don't care... What Democrats are there to intimidate you at your polling place? You take that hit and you keep moving forward until you cast your vote to preserve our Constitution, our country, our future. President Trump is a tireless cyborg in defense of this country. The least we can do is match his energy. Leo Terrell. Steve Bannon, Peter Kersenow, Beverly Goldstein, all on the program today. It starts with Bannon. He'll join us next on AM 1420, The Answer. 9.20 as we continue now on AM 1420, The Answer. Joe Biden was selected so he could try to sell this phony populism and economic nationalism of uh, what Joe Biden is. He's from Wilmington, Delaware. President Trump's the real deal. That's what this is going to come down to. Who's going to bring the factories back? And quite frankly, who's been compromised? Who's in business with the Chinese Communist Party? Biden can't argue that in Northeast Pennsylvania. He can't argue that in Wisconsin. He can't argue that in Michigan. That's why he's in the witness protection program. They don't want him out there. Trump's going to close this like he closed 16. Steve Bannon laying the case out against Joe Biden's phony nationalism and phony populism. And yes, predicting a President Trump victory today. Steve Bannon, media executive, former chief strategist for President Trump, host of War Room Pandemic. And you can follow him on War at uh, War Room Pandemic on Twitter. Steve Bannon joins us now here on AM 1420. The answer. Steve, good morning. Uh, good morning in Ohio is the uh, is the beginning and the centerpiece of Trump's victory. So today in Ohio. The deplorables have got to represent. This is game day. Got to represent. If Ohio represents. We're gonna we're gonna bring this thing home. But Ohio is absolutely the foundational element of a Trump victory. You know, obviously, we know that no Republican president has ever been elected without winning Ohio. Uh, so, so you're right. It's crucial. It's it's the epicenter. But so many people have put their attention on Pennsylvania as being the real linchpin here this time around. Those 20 electoral votes are going to be enormous. Uh, Joe Biden has even actually, you know, he has lifted his lid, if you will, when he was going to put a lid on the uh, on campaigning to make sure that he got to Pennsylvania a few more times. 
Um, what is your sense of that? Will the, hey, I want to transition away from oil. Hey, I want to ban fracking. No matter, no matter how many times he tries to say he didn't say that, he's on videotape doing so. Um, will Pennsylvania, do you think, uh, re- respond to that by going red for President Trump? What's your, what's your look, uh, gut tell you, Steve Bannon? Look, Biden had a chance to potentially put this away when he came to Ohio four weeks ago. He couldn't close the deal in Ohio. That gave President Trump the foundation to actually strike today and win this. The centerpiece to do, you got to get Ohio and Florida early in the evening, hold Arizona, Georgia, and North Carolina, which I think he's going to do. That gives the ability in northeast Pennsylvania and western Pennsylvania to bring it home. I think President Trump's going to do it. I think it's the fracking. I think it's the oil industry. I think it's the economics. I also think it's the hard drive from hell. People in those areas understand, and particularly heavily Catholic areas in Pennsylvania, understand that Joe Biden has compromised this nation. He's sold out to the Chinese Communist Party. He's a phony populist. He's a phony economic nationalist. I think they've seen through it, and that's why I think you see a prairie fire lit while you got 54,000 people showing up in Butler, a town of like 12,000 people. You've got this massive outpouring in Pennsylvania. But, hey, Ohio is the centerpiece of this. That's why when Biden tried to come and close the deal four weeks ago, he broke his he broke his axe on on Ohio, and that's what really turned it around for President Trump. You know, there are a lot of metrics, Steve Bannon, uh, that indicate today is going to be a huge, huge day for President Trump, um, including surveys by Gallup that show 70% of Democrats, uh, men and women uh, who are uh, self-identified Democrats, have said they do not want to go out and stand in crowds, meaning they are much less likely to go out there and stand in line and vote. Uh, Only 30% of Republicans have said, roughly 30, that they have that fear. And that's why so many Democrats are doing the mail-in voting and so many were doing the early voting and uh, so many Republicans are coming out today. Do you buy that? Do you believe that today's in-person voting is going to be the real key for President Trump? Yeah, 100%. You just nailed it. What what the mainstream, look, we've run the pandemic show since January because I know China so well. I knew this was going to be a huge event. Since January, the first media guy in the world, I was mocked and ridiculed by the mainstream media. What they did, the mainstream media through mass hysteria traumatized the Democratic Party. They don't want to go vote on game day. So what they've done this mail-in vote, this is the problem they have today. It's mainly high-propensity voters. They've cannibalized their game-day vote. Today, with no real apparatus throughout the country, a physical apparatus to get out to vote, they have to bring low-propensity and sporadic voters to vote at the exact same time when the high-propensity voters of Trump are going to come and bring low-propensity voters. That's why game day is so important. I think you've already seen throughout the country, from North Carolina to Georgia to Pennsylvania, we're having a massive turnout of the Trump deplorables. And this is where you've got to represent Trump. Trump has carried this thing on his shoulders all the way through. Today's the day that the deplorables have got to step up. Steve Bannon is joining us. He is the host of War Room Pandemic. Follow him on Twitter, at War Room Pandemic. Um, Steve, you mentioned uh, the, the laptop from hell a moment ago. Um, it should be a disqualifier for for Joe Biden. He absolutely puts national security at risk if he's in the Oval Office and the Chinese own him. Uh, not just the Chinese, but obviously they are clearly our, our, our most important geopolitical threat right now, and maybe even militaristic threat. But um, you mentioned the laptop. It should be disqualifying, but we all know what happened. Only on Fox. It, it got attention in the New York Post, and it got attention on Fox News. Maybe a little bit on Breitbart and some other places, but you know as well as I do, it was labeled Russian disinformation by every mainstream media network, including the DNC as well. Um, do you really think it's going to move the needle at all today? Here's the most important thing it did. 
from the day that the New York Post story came out, Joe Biden put a lid on his campaign for the next 10 days. Joe Biden only had two events and then finished with taking his granddaughter to get a milk drink. For 10 days, he was off the campaign trail. And that gave President Trump a chance to dominate the airways and get traction. In addition, if you look at searches, you look at Google searches, uh, Hunter Biden's hard drive, Hunter Biden's laptop has more combined searches than WikiLeaks and Hillary Clinton's emails. People, because the oligarchs in Silicon Valley shut this thing down. Twitter took it off. Facebook took it off. And that gave what we call the Streisand effect, where people, if you try to suppress it, people want it even more. Trust me, we've got people up in northeast Pennsylvania nonstop. The people up there have seen it. They've seen the debauchery of, of Hunter Biden's lifestyle. They've seen the drugs and the orgies. They've seen all the pictures. And they've now seen the documents. They've seen the receipts. They've seen the money transfers from the Chinese Communist Party to this corrupt Biden family crime syndicate. And I believe you're going to see a special prosecutor uh, appointed on this very short term to really look into this. You nailed it. This is a national security threat against our uh, the greatest geopolitical uh, opponent, the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, there's no question about it. They are the new, you know, Soviet Union, quite frankly, in terms of the threat that they pose for uh, the United States and all of our allies. And he would be beholden to them. He would be in their pockets. Lord only knows how much they have. I just don't know if it's going to move the needle as much because it's been buried. You're right. They put a lid on the campaign for 10 days, but the media put a lid on the entire story. They wouldn't even allow it to be posted on social media's uh, media sites. And that's uh, that's an issue. Let me uh, pivot to uh, this about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, you know, a lot of people have used the term Trojan horse he's going to come in as the somewhat uh, moderate or centrist but here comes Kamala right behind him and they're going to pack his um, uh, his cabinet with far left progressives Bernie Sanders said as much in uh, the zoom call you called it a laptop from hell the zoom call from hell with the squids listen we understand that electing Biden is not the end all it is the beginning okay and I think it's the result of the work that all of you have done Biden's proposals in this campaign are a lot stronger than they were in the primary. And his proposals are stronger. Do they go as far as we would want? No, they don't. We're not giving up on our agenda. But you know and I know that at the end of the day, the only way that we're going to provide quality care to every man, woman, and child in an affordable way is through Medicare for all. So Sanders went on to tell the squids that they will make him the most progressive president ever, Medicare for all, and the Green New Deal at the very top of the list the moment they get in. I have to believe that is going to move the needle more. If Americans heard that, you know, this gives a lot of credence to the notion that Joe Biden is not going to be his own man and his own president. He's going to be steered by the the far-left socialist wing of the party. And that's only the stuff on the margins. Look, this is about a radical restructuring of the United States government. They want to add two states, Puerto Rico and D.C. immediately. They want to get a new 100 seats in the House of Representatives. They want 15 judges on the Supreme Court. They intend to radically restructure this country so they have a more authoritarian rule. It's state-controlled capitalism with, like, big oligarchs in Silicon Valley, big media, big corporate America. That's why Biden's from Wilmington, Delaware. They want to do that with a bigger government that they more centrally control. This is what this entire program is about. And they're not shy about talking about it. They're upfront about talking about it. Now, the media will not yeah. put it out there so people can actually make it there, but they, they don't hide this. This is what they're going to do. They're going to radically restructure the U.S. government, and then they're going to get into the Green New Deal and Medicare for All. Steve Bannon, last thing before you go. Are you predicting a Trump victory, A, and B, will we know that it's a victory by the end of the day today, by the end of the night tonight? 
Trump uh, 289. He'll win Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, uh, besides all the states we've won in at 16, uh, ex-Michigan. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, tonight he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to set the predicate for a victory. I think he addresses the nation, says, hey, I'm going to claim this tonight. I'm not going to have any games. I'm not going to allow this to be stolen. We're going to set some rules. Let, don't allow Democrats, split Democratic lawyers to go in and steal this from the department. Steve Bannon, uh, follow him on Twitter, at War Room Pandemic. Uh, Steve Bannon, thanks so much for your time and your analysis. God bless. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh, 9.30, we're going to get news now. And on the flip side of the news, Leo Terrell, civil rights uh, attorney, will be joining us next on AM 1420, The Answer. Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed 935. Thanks for being with us. Thanks also to Steve Bannon who joined us last segment. Joe Biden is a figurehead. Joe Biden has no power within the Democratic Party. He's being run by the progressive. And here's the problem. Dan is absolutely right. He's afraid to open his mouth. Because he'll lie either way, because he's not in charge. If President Trump ever debates him again, just ask those same questions. Universal health care, uh, free tuition, uh, defund the police, because Joe Biden is going to alienate either side of his base. But right now, he's gotten a pass because he doesn't have to answer. He is a figurehead, nothing more. Joe Biden is a figurehead. That was the powerful voice of civil rights attorney and best-selling author Leo Terrell, who joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Leo, good to have you on the air here in Cleveland again. How are you, sir? Bob, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on. Really oh, it's such a pleasure to have you on. You know what, uh, Leo, uh, I've been listening to you going off on a regular basis, especially with my friend Larry Elder and all of the appearances that you have with him. Uh, you guys are a phenomenal duo. And for those who don't know, this is a new version of you. And again, anybody who's watched you knows they've, they've even seen your hat, the Leo 2.0 hat. Sean Hannity, of course, has branded you, with, branded you with that moniker. Tell people what Leo 2.0 signifies for you, Leo Terrell. Leo Terrell 2.0 represents a a change, not really a change, but a recognition that the Democratic Party has gone so far left that I cannot be part of that organization anymore. It's a socialist party. And when you look at what I stand for, which I've always stand for, is equality and fairness, I felt very comfortable in the Republican Party. Why? When Joe Biden said, if you ain't black, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That just drove me nuts. When Joe Biden talked about defunding the police and all of a sudden the, the police department is no longer a very instrumental part of society, I said no. For the first time in my life, I voted Republican, and I'm very, very happy about it. And I want to say two other things. Sure. I am offended, offended by Jim Kleinberg. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to pray for people, for black people who are going to vote for Donald Trump. I don't need Jim Kleinberg to pray for me. Maxine Waters said to me uh, out there that I, I will never speak to these people who vote for Trump. What gives these Democrats, what gives these Democrats the authority to tell people who they should vote for based on race? It's insulting. 
Well, you're you're right. It is. I'm not a black person, but I can sit in your shoes, just you know, in my mind, and say I would be incredibly insulted if anybody said about me, "You don't have the right to think for yourself. You have to think the way we think because of the color of your skin." You know, you mentioned the "if you don't vote for me, you ain't black" line from Joe Biden. To me, the one that was far worse is the one that he doubled and tripled down on when he said that unlike Hispanic Amer- or unlike African Americans, Hispanic Americans have unique diversity of thought. They, they have their own ideas. African Americans don't have their own ideas. They don't have diversity of thought. They all think the same way. Leo, if I was a black man, that would be the greatest ins- stereotyping, insulting thing that anybody could say to me, that I don't have a mind of my own because of my skin color. I agree with you 100%. And I'll tell you right now, it's echoed by Maxine Water and Jim Kleinberg. They're, they're encouraging all black people to vote Democrat. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. That is insulting and insults the intelligence of every American. No group on this planet votes as a block, and it makes it, it just insults African Americans. And I'll tell you right now, I'm so glad to be on the winning side and supporting Donald Trump. Well, let's talk about that. What is your confidence level, Leo Terrell, about President Trump winning this thing tonight, and that you would be on the winning side? Well, I'll tell you right now, Donald Trump is going to get the largest number of black votes ever. Republican candidate. And I'll tell you why. He has... What kind of number? Leo, if I may, what kind of number are you putting sure. on that percentage-wise? He's he's polling, I, I read, at around 31% of African Americans. Now, I don't think he's going to get 31% of the vote, but he doesn't have to. He got 8% of it four years ago. Do you have an idea when you say he's going to get the largest percentage of what number we're talking here? I, I will be anything... Anything between 15 and 20% is great for me. Anything above 20% is gravy. But if he gets 15 to 20%, I guarantee you that's going to be the critical factor in these battleground states. And I'll tell you, that's, that would be a tremendous advantage for the president. And I'll tell you why. He has articulated a program for African Americans. You know, Joe Biden, 47 years of nothing. Donald Trump in three and a half years. Historically funding black colleges, the First Step Act, which undid the 1994 crime bill, the lowest unemployment prior to the pandemic. And he's ushered in this platinum plan, which is $500 billion of cash infusion in the black community for the next four years. And something that's also very dear to my heart and dear to every American, school choice, because the Democrats and the teacher union want to keep people of color in these poorly run public schools. You mean just like Joe Biden did, as far back as the 1970s when he said, you know, if you let those black kids come into these white schools by busing them, it's going to create a racial jungle. I don't want my kids growing up in a racial jungle. Again, you know, the left likes to portray somehow Donald Trump as being a racist when there are so many stone-cold, indefensible racist statements that have been made not by Donald Trump but by Joe Biden throughout his career. I, I, that's the part that doesn't make sense. Donald Trump has denounced racism. There, there's videos of at least 30 times, at least 30 times. He spoke in Atlanta, uh, uh, declared the Klan as a domestic terrorist group. This Donald Trump has done everything to denounce racism. But you know what the problem is? He has an R in front of his name. And, and therefore, if you have an R in front of your name, you can't be fair. You can't be a person towards equality. On the other hand, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Joe Biden, if you, if, you're, if you love Robert KKK Bird, you get a pass because you have a D in front of your name. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. 
We are talking to civil rights attorney and best-selling author Leo Terrell, sometimes known now as Leo 2.0 because of a political conversion. Um, outside of the racial issues, Leo Terrell, what else is important to you? What, what, what are the other important issues that people should be voting on and to make sure that President Trump wins another four years? I'll tell you right now what people don't understand, and I, I, it shows you how effective Donald Trump is. Let me be clear. Donald Trump is a better foreign policy president than he is a domestic policy president. In your lifetime, when the last time we haven't had a discussion of military, American military fighting overseas, that we're losing American soldiers, Donald Trump has brought peace in the world. And this is what's amazing to me. He has done a remarkable job as a foreign policy president, establishing our, our, our embassy in Jerusalem, also making sure that our troops come back home. We're not losing American soldiers overseas, making sure Europe pays their fair share. And when you look at that, coupled with what type of economy he had, the best economy in this country's history over the last 50 years prior to the pandemic, the only thing that the Democrats have tried us strangle around Donald Trump's neck, which, in my opinion, has been very unsuccessful, is the pandemic. And that is because they have nothing to run on. They do not want to run on their own record because it's so far left and so far extreme. This country has an obligation to look at what would happen under a Biden administration, a devalue of our American values, our society, and also a total destruction of of our way of life. And I'll tell you right now, there's a lot at stake for all Americans by voting today and voting for the Republicans. You, uh, you are one step ahead of me. I think you've, you've literally, the last three questions I've asked, you've, you've, you've started talking about them in advance. I wanted to ask you about the pandemic and you just hit on it already, but let me ask it maybe by tying it into the race issue. The DNC, the Biden campaign and the media, which are all essentially one entity together anyway, but they have all said that another reason why blacks should not vote for Donald Trump is because he has fumbled the COVID response and it's African Americans that are making up a disproportionate number of the cases and the hospitalizations and the deaths that this is that that somehow covid is racist and donald trump is allowing it to be so how do you respond to those people leo terrell i say that's a lie i'll say that's a lie and let me be very clear everybody in this country is fully aware that the democratic governors the democratic mayors have done everything possible to undermine donald trump attempt to take care of this pandemic remember when it was all ventilators he gave them ventilators remember when they needed more naval ships he gave them naval ships he's deliver on every request made by every governor but it's not enough and then in our state of los angeles in our state of california we had the county health director say you know we're not going to open our schools up until after the election i mean this is a type of undermining that's been going on by Democrat leadership because they do not want to give the president credit for anything that he's done. And he's working on a vaccine, and yet you have the Democrats questioning it. So I'm just simply saying that the only thing that the Democrats have tried to do is poison the well, along with what you said correctly, the media, because it's the media, the Democratic Party against Donald Trump, that they have tried to undermine every ever he, he has made to take care of this pandemic. Leo Terrell, last thing. Do you think this will be a fair election and that that the outcome is one that we can believe in? I'm nervous about Philadelphia. I'm just going to be honest with you. I I think 
I'm very nervous. If I was to tell you otherwise, it would be disingenuous. I am nervous about uh, this obsession by the Democrats to win this election. And somehow Philadelphia, Pennsylvania makes me nervous. And so, you know, I'm going to be up all night. I'm going to be watching the election results. I think Donald Trump has the inside advantage to win this. I think he's came on very strong the last couple of weeks. But I'll tell you right now, I'm worried about Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. And, and wasn't Philadelphia where the Black Panthers stood guard in the, uh, was it 08 or 12 of the uh, of the Obama, the two Obama elections? It was one of those they years. they literally stood yeah, guard stood. outside the precincts there. Acting as an intimidator. I remember that very, very yeah. vividly. So, yeah. So I, I'm just and I about wonder those. if we're going to see similar things to that, you know, in Philadelphia Day because they didn't do anything about it. I mean, there there was no charges nope. pressed or anything else. And uh, and and you're right. I can see a place like Philadelphia being a big, big game changer in the state of Philadelphia, which or the state of Pennsylvania, which in and of itself is a game changer for the entirety of the election. Leo Terrell, I really, really enjoy talking with you, uh, and I really, really My thank pleasure. you for becoming Leo 2.0 and and your your hard work fighting for the president and fighting for what's right in this country. Thank. Thank you so much, Leo. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you, too. That's Leo Terrell joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, civil rights attorney, author of Your Rights at the Workplace. He's a former public school teacher, too. I think that's why I like him, because we share that in common. All right, 947, quick time out. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about getting you to the polls today. If you are struggling and trying to find a way to get to the polls, and you don't have transportation, and you are Uh, interested in going out there and preserving our great republic, capitalism, country, and constitution, we've got some assistance for you. And I'll I'll explain that coming up next on AM 1420, The Answer. Now, baby, don't be anxious. I'm going to treat you right. All right, 951. Thanks again. We've had two great guests thus far. Steve Bannon, uh, uh, who's doing incredibly great work at War Room Pandemic, as well as Leo Terrell, civil rights attorney. We got Peter Kirsten now coming up after, after the top of the hour. And right now, I want to welcome a friend of our programs, and uh, you know her very well. Her name is Beverly Goldstein. She is one of the co founders, along with her husband and with Dan Romana, of uh, the Red Green Axis. Uh, and Jim Simpson, of course, and she is also a former congressional candidate, and she and a big team of drivers are getting together today to help you get to the polls. Beverly, good morning. Hi, Kyle. Good morning. There's always something to talk about. Yeah, there is. There's no question about it. And boy, I tell you what, when I saw that that um, text message thread that you and a whole bunch of other people were in with a big, giant, long list of drivers... I thought, what a great idea. Um, you don't think about that kind of thing very often, you know, that people want to get out to vote. They've got time to get out and vote, but they don't have transportation. So tell me what you guys are doing. Well, I approached um, Kiralee Upshur, which is one of our lead people on the Trump campaign, many months ago, and I said, we just really need a list of reliable people on November 3rd that we know will get in their car, get an address, and go pick someone up. So we had early lists, but people add in and people step away and so forth. So it wasn't really till last night that I was able to actually formulate who was driving and then try to assign them to drive 
in their communities and communities that are contiguous to where they live. So it's sort of organized. And this is what it is. It's really for people who really can't get to the polls today. We're both planning to vote in person. Their ride fell through. Someone got sick. Um, They thought they could drive themselves. It didn't work out. The car doesn't start. So we have a call-in number. You can call, and if I answer it, I do. If I'm on it, then you might have to leave voicemail. But the phone number is 216-387-9477. It's only for Cuyahoga County voters. We couldn't reach beyond that because I don't have access to more people and so forth. So, um, But the people who are our drivers, some of them have these, like, fabulous truck mobiles. I mean, these are some of the people who have been in the parades that have been, you know, the drive-arounds that have been going through. Very dedicated. What we did put together, um, I paid for it along with Jonathan Broadbent, who's my neighbor. We put together about 400 packets of PPE. So most of the time, a voter, if they're being picked up, will be offered a glove, a mask, a wife, and, of course, the Republican slave card. Of course, you've got to make sure they have that, too. That's important because that's what we are talking. You know, look, Beverly, you and everybody else knows this entire thing is going to come down to uh, to turnout, you know. And uh, we know that according to what what the media has reported, the 94 to 100 million people who voted early in this election, the majority of them are Democrats. That's what we're told. And that means Republicans have been waiting for today. And I want to make sure that, and you do, that every single one of them gets to their polling location in time to cast their vote and make sure that it is counted. So, you know, providing this transportation opportunity is extraordinarily important. It's a big part of the effort. Um, have you um, have you received any response yet? Are people calling for rides now, or are we waiting until later in the day, do you think, for that? Where we're going to start the driving at 10 o'clock, I sent this list to the RPCC. I sent it to Black Voices for Trump, the Trump Victory Center and Independence. And then I sent it also, and you were on that thread, to 15 of our leaders, of our, you know, organization leaders. So sometimes they'll get a call and go, hey, this is so-and-so. Man, I was hoping to vote and I can't get there or whatever. I just thought the more people knew about this, the more we might get tapped. So we also, the party flushes as the day goes on. There are generally two to three flushing times where they're looking for uh, registered Republicans in certain uh, wards and precincts that haven't showed up at the polls yet. Phone calls are made and so forth. So everybody's got the list. We don't know if we're going to all sit around and do nothing all day or if we're going to be busy as the day goes on. But this was like an extra way to try to get our people out. And I do want to say something, and that is I bet it's just my thinking from what's going on in my neighborhood. Some of that early voting isn't going for Mr. Sleepy Joe. I think some of that voting is going for our guy. So we'll see. We'll see. I, You know, every time you interview somebody, it's like this is the most important election of our time. And I yeah. feel, and so many others do, that, you know, this is like they win this election on the other side, and they've taken America away for, from us forever. So 
If well, this you know, isn't the most Beverly, important election of your time, it is. Yeah, and, and I think we say that every single time. I, I know we said it when Barack Obama was running to fundamentally transform America uh, in both of his elections. And I know in 2016 we said that because of Hillary Clinton and every all of the danger that she posed from the entire Clinton crime machine and uh, covering up all of the nefarious deeds of the Obama administration and so forth. So we all, we say it every time. But this time, I don't want to say this time we meant it like we didn't last time, but the stakes are higher this time because now we are literally hearing threats from the Democrats that if they win and also win the Senate, which I think the two would go hand in hand, they're talking about packing the Supreme Court. They're talking about expanding uh, U.S. territories and making them states, adding more senators, and they're talking about things that we would never recover from. Things that where where the Republicans, the the constitutionalists, uh, the values voters, etc., would never ever be able to regain any semblance of power because they would take the number of se- the Senate and expand it, the courts and expand it, and so forth. So we're talking not even generational. I mean, historical. Uh, changes to this great republic if they win. So that's what makes this one even more, quote-unquote, you know, of the most important election of our lifetime than the others, because this one has a much deeper impact, I think, on the future, uh, both both near and distant future, than any of the other ones has. Well, we're at that point because we've given them the space to move further and further and further away from... America's values, America's founding principles, so that they're sort of at the point now where they win. It's like cutting the rope. Half of it falls off the cliff. I mean, they didn't get here because they sat around and did nothing. They've been working on this for 60 years. So we're just, you know, in the last 10 or 12 years, we woke up. We realized that all these areas that we have to work on, we need to work on. I mean, Dan Ramada and I mm-hmm. sometimes looked at each other and said, we don't have enough fingers in the dike to, to deal with all the issues and all the problems that they create in every aspect of our lives, in every age generation of our lives. I mean, healthcare is more affects the old than the young. Education and throwing up textbooks affects the young more than the old. It's like they have found every component of society to damage America. They haven't left one stone unturned. You're right when you say there aren't enough fingers to to plug all the holes in the dike, and the entire thing is going to burst if we don't get this done today. So we need to get to the polls. Turnout needs to be massive for Republican voters. And, Bev, I'm going to give that phone number again. Uh, anybody in Cuyahoga County who wants to go and vote and can't get there and needs a ride, there is a team of drivers ready to help give you rides uh, to your polling locations. And all you have to do is call 216-387-9477. So if you need that ride and uh, we want to get you there, uh, we're going to help take care. I shouldn't say we, I'm not going to be driving, but Beverly and her entire team that they've put together are going to make sure that you have that ride. 216 387 9477 in Cuyahoga County. Let's turn out the vote and win Ohio for President Trump. Beverly Goldstein, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, Bob. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much. It's 10.01. We'll get our news now, and it's Tuesday. 
It's Kersenau Day, and it's Election Day. Put all of those together, and you're going to have a very fired-up Peter Kersenau next on AM 1420, The Answer.